Hey, what's going on? This is Billy Newman, and you're listening to the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. I am out in my truck. I'm recording from the uh, mobile studio, just my laptop and a microphone. And I sit out here with uh, in an empty field next to some house flies. But there's no house around. Are they field flies? I wonder. Um, but today I'm sitting out here, and I'm uh, thinking about a couple of the photo things that I've been trying to put up. I, I just posted one earlier. It was a backpacking photo that I'd taken... Uh, when we were out in the Wallawa Mountains, up in the Eagle Cap Wilderness. And that's a really cool spot. I've talked about it a ton of times before. But uh, but it really is a, a special location as it goes, even for Oregon, which is really blessed with a lot of very nice, very approachable, photographable locations. But the Wallawa Mountains have always been uh, something that stood out to me as one of my favorites. And I've heard that that region has a lot of stuff like that, like as you move further over into Idaho, into the Sawtooth Mountains, into Hell's Canyon. There's a lot of uh, really peculiar uh, spectacles to go see in that area. And it's really interesting how it's laid out. I, I appreciate it. And I loved kind of getting to go through the whole area. But the Wallowa Mountains specifically have something kind of special to them, especially when you get up into the Alpine area and you get away from people. Even as it goes, when you get to, to Joseph, you're significantly away from people. But as you leave and kind of push in further into the Eagle Cap Wilderness, uh, the number of people just drops down to less than a dozen by far and uh and even less than that you know as you move into the more remote areas it's sort of interesting how there's a threshold of where people are like if it's under so many miles of a hike there's going to be a lot more people there it's just sort of uh evolution maybe it's uh or you know it's it's just uh natural selection right it's uh it's where people would naturally select their interests to be closer to the main road than, uh, than further and more competitive at a farther distance. And so uh, it's interesting. Like if you go to a lake that's six miles in, uh, there's going to be more people there than if you went to the lake that was nine miles in. It's just people kind of pull out first or they pull out to the, to the route or the trail. It's going to not be as much, it seems like. Um, but also on top of that, really, and I blame myself for this specifically, uh, it's way busier now. This decade, just generally, it seems like the... REI or the the whole outdoor industry, this whole outdoor media industry, outdoor adventure industry, it just seems like it's double what it or it's 20% up from what it was a decade ago, if that might make sense. And the reason that I would say that is it just seems like there were so many more people filling the parking lot of the area than there were in the years past. And you know, the reason that I say that and the reason why that's that's qualified information, maybe, is that it's after Labor Day now. What the trick used to be when I was doing a lot of the the, the photo trips that I would do uh, as I kind of travel east from here and kind of do a big loop in the fall to take photos is uh, after Labor Day. What you really notice is a lot of these state parks, a lot of the managed locations where there's a park host or something like that, those all get shut down for the winter. It's closed off unless it's like a bigger, higher volume national park kind of area. But all of these remote locations like the Wallawa Wilderness or... The Alvord Desert that we went to, these were places where there would likely be no people, especially no people if it were off hours, off season sort of stuff, sort of visitation. Uh, but what we noticed when we were there is that the parking lot was filled up like, you know, it was 50, 60, 70, 80 cars deep. They all just kind of park in a line up above the trailhead. And that's, you know, you kind of visually just are impacted by, wow, there must be this many people from all of these cars up in the mountains right now. And in the past, like when I was there in 2011 and then again in 2012 and in 13, there would be 
no car. Like there was five cars in the parking lot. It was me. I pulled up right to the very front. And uh, I mean, and even when we went this last time, it was a midweek trip. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And even still with that midweek trip, there, there was more traffic up there. So we went to Arnoid Lake, I believe. And uh, that was an area that was, I think, like six miles in. So a little bit of what I was talking about before, about natural selection of the hike you're going to go on that day. Uh, six miles was, is less of a hike. I think the other one, Ice Lake, is nine miles. Maybe the other one is... 10, 12, 13 miles, so, you know, somewhere in there. But it just kind of progressively goes on from about six. There's about one every two miles or so. If, you know, if you kind of push, you know, you go so many more miles after that, there's this next one, so on and so forth, as you can imagine. But a lot of people go up to this lake for like a lunch day hike, which sounds like a blast, not having to actually carry all the heavy stuff with you or, you know, all the equipment, all the overnight stuff that you'd have to deal with. Um, but it was fine. It was uh, it was cool. We went up to Arnoid Lake. We camped up there for a night, and we did a lot of photo stuff. But it was kind of tough because I think I mentioned on that last podcast where uh, the we were prepared, but the weather would kind of get twisted on us more often than really what I wanted it to. Uh, but the weather would kind of spin out on us a little bit. So the first night we were there, it was nice and decent in temperature and weather as we were hiking up to the location where we were going to camp. There's only one other couple camping up there. I think it was like a mom and a daughter team that were, uh, they were camped out at a site. And then, so we pulled away from them on the lake and, you know, it's just the whole lake to us, which is really cool. It was fun. Uh, so we shot around there for a while, but there's rain that picked up. It was probably one of the first rains of the season. It, well, at least for me or for us or, or for that area. But uh, it seemed like it kind of built up over the mountains. You know, like how you see storm systems kind of build up over the mountaintops sometimes. It seems sort of like it was that. Like it was some kind of weather pattern that was about the Wallows. It seemed like it was nice everywhere else, but it just seemed like it wasn't very nice there. So uh, we camped there for the night. We got through some rain. It was nice the next morning. We took a lot of photos that morning, a lot of photos through the day. We kind of walked around the lake, you know, it was interesting, I guess, way back before it was, uh, before it was a wilderness area, uh, before whatever kind of legislation went into effect in the sixties, I think was it the Nixon era, you know, when Nixon had just gotten in and what was like 68 and they, they pushed for the wilderness act or the wild and scenic act or probably there's a bunch of stuff before that, but from way back, like a hundred years ago, like before these regulations existed on what could and couldn't happen in wilderness areas. Um, I guess it was a bot area next to that lake and they had built uh, like six or seven cabins up there. Like they just cut down wood and built these cabins. So you go up there and I think they're still owned as private property. It was sort of grandfathered in once uh, the the whole wilderness thing was established. There's a lot of those uh, private land facilities that were grandfathered into that system because they had already existed there. So these are all like undeveloped, unmaintained things that I guess you could you could pay someone to to hike up all the way there and then camp there if you'd want to. It seemed a little dilapidated to me, though. I don't know if I'd want to put out some cash for that after, especially after hiking all day. I might as well just take my tent or hammock or sleeping pad or something, you know, if I'm doing that. But it was cool to go check out, and it was uh, it was kind of cool to, to spot something a little different up there. But it was really fun, you know. Honestly, I don't like the cabins because really, what I want to go to the Wallawas for is the wilderness experience, is the getting away from the cabins, the private property, the signs that say you can't go here, someone else owns this sort of thing. I'm trying to get away from that and go to public land or go to places where I have access, where I get to do things. And so if it's in civilization, like downtown and I see private property or whatever it might be, uh, or, you know, this is ours, it's not yours. I say, all right, fine, that's okay. 
because that's the that's the negotiation we've made here in civilization. But when we go way out, when we've hiked in miles and miles under our own discipline and accord to get somewhere to spend time there, and then there's some sign, some indication that we're not supposed to be there or we're not supposed to be a part of it or we're not supposed to whatever. We're supposed to respect their private property. And it's a big open field that is a place that everyone gets to hike to. That's just a big lake that's a tourist destination. No, I'm not respecting that rule. I'm going wherever. I'm going to do whatever. That's your business to get a camp host to discipline, not mine. Um, So that might be a lake that I don't go to anymore or that we won't really hike out to again. I think mostly, you know, photos were fun. It was fine other than like uh, not really getting the, the, light and the opportunity, you know, running into a storm, all the rest of it. Um, that kind of took away a little bit, but really there's, there's just not as many, um, how do you say like priority landscape features at that, at that location. There's a pretty lake. It's very nice. It's very Alpine looking in, uh, you know, in its presentation, but it just didn't really have one of those, those triple A titles to photograph when you get there. There's not like a lake and then this really cool perspective of a mountain. It's just sort of a big ridge that runs along uh, this this glacial lake. Cool, really pretty, beautiful, shouldn't take away from it. But, uh, but when your goal is just kind of to get to a specific kind of thing and then get a photo in the can, as they'd say in the biz, or you know, when you, you get to finish it, it's done, it's already locked off and it's, it's already captured. You've got what you want, then you can move on. Uh, it just didn't really feel like we got there at our location in the Wallawa Mountains. But it was super fun being there. It was cold at night, though. Man, made mornings bad. That's the thing that sucks about morning photos. At night, you get the sun to heat up the, the earth all day, and then you get to go out and take photos of it. In the morning, though, it's just been cold the whole time, especially as we move into fall, as we move into winter. Like, that cold just really starts to peak, it seems like. Um, or, you know, we're getting really close to the freeze, I'm sure it was already freezing up there above the alpine level. Like I mean, we were 7,500 feet, something like that. So that's a lot. Or, you know, from coming down here. Oh, man, and the altitude, not altitude sickness, but altitude fatigue. It just drew on me. Marina, too, she really noticed it. But, you know, as you go around, it's like 1 o'clock that next afternoon. You're just trying to... You're just trying to have energy to sit and eat lunch, it seemed like. It seemed like, you know, if you really pumped up and you really got to hiking or something, you could struggle through it. But just that that native energy that you would have to go do something, it just was really zapped. That might be just from sleeping on rocks for four days beforehand and then trying to hike or or something like that. But it's but it's it's weird. I don't know. I remember a couple other times, you know, as you kinda if you backpack and you climb up an elevation, it just can be really fatiguing. So we made it through it. I posted a photo up to Instagram today. It's hitting uh, Facebook and Twitter and the whatnot this afternoon. Uh, I'm also trying to run through and find a good video clip, like a good behind-the-scenes video clip of us kind of walking through or running around up in the Wallowas as we were hiking. And I know I have a bunch of those of uh, of us backpacking and trying to put in some work to get to a spot to take some cool photos. So um, I'll try and put one of those up on YouTube, on uh, on Facebook later today. Uh, Maybe I should cross-post that to my website. Look at me. Um, oh, and speaking of my website, billynewmanphoto.com. I'm trying to get that one worked out still. I have the front page, the about page, you know. I've been doing some little development on it. This weekend, I tried to do some stuff where I was trying to get, like I was telling you all about last week, I was really just trying to get my computer in order, which is fine. You know, it's all set up, but I, I'm trying to do some, some specific stuff or trying to integrate 
software so that it works and talks with its, you know, to each other so I can get more stuff done. Um, I don't know, production stuff, media stuff, software stuff. It's just dumb trying to troubleshoot little things that were supposed to work. Uh, but what I'm trying to do is go through last week, get my computer set up, get my files set up, and then go through, pick out a portfolio of stuff, and then kind of continue the web development that I was doing on the website. So I'm trying to go through and find a good way to build a gallery right now. And I really essentially know most of the photographs that are going to go in there. So I really just need to get to, I need to pick one of those photos today. Then I need to pick another one of those photos tomorrow. Likely I could probably do just a little better than that. And I mean, likely, shoot, why can't I get to 10? I think I know what photos those are. So I'll try and do that. Shoot, why not? Um, But I'm going to try and uh, keep working on that the Billy Newman photo website. Uh, really, I'm just trying to get some new work on there. Like that's a big thing about why I've been delaying on the the photo portfolios. I'm really trying to rebuild it or kind of rejigger it for the 2017 time period uh, to show off some of my best stuff. Because I don't really want, well, I don't know it's stuff. It's like some of my favorite photos, reasonably, are still like old or you know like it's my best stuff from 2011 or 12 or you know it's like they're, they're still cool photos. It still means something to me. And so I really want to include those. Uh, and I'm trying to go through and, and sort of vet that against some of the newer stuff or the more modern pieces that I'm putting together. So all of that's going good. I've been working with that Capture One software a little bit. There's a few different versions of it, and I really don't know what I'm doing. And I haven't even really watched a YouTube tutorial about what I'm supposed to do in Capture One yet. Most of all, it's fun to try out. It's fun to use. If I didn't have Lightroom available, or if I thought the... Like, let's say if you're out there and you're using the the Photoshop package, the photographer's Adobe package where you get Photoshop and Lightroom for 10 bucks a month. If I was on any kind of subscription plan for Adobe products, I would totally cut that and I would buy in to a program like Capture One that was modern that I just had to buy once and then use and monetize after that. For me, I bought Lightroom and I'm not going to change over to the Creative Cloud update to that i think that does not work well at all and it really kind of i don't know it's just always a diminishing return at some level it's just another ten dollar bill you put enough of those together between netflix and adobe and hulu and everything else like it's just a bajillion dollars that you're indebted to every month for these services that really are not worth the total value that you'd end up paying for it like lightroom Lightroom's an $80 program. If you pay $10 a month for that, and that's primarily what you're using, that would be paid for in eight months. There's no reason to spend six years paying $10 a month for the service to use these photographs, especially if they sell the software still, or especially if there's alternatives that are professional, like Capture One or Affinity or a few of these others that are out there that do photo management stuff for you in a way that that wouldn't take constantly a large amount of your budget, your money, or you know whatever kind of control system it is to get into the Lightroom catalog. That's the thing I don't like about it. But really, Lightroom is the most developed system for that kind of photo editing. And so I'm going to continue using it. Lightroom, Photoshop, it's just what it's what it's what to use at this point, at least. I think there's a lot of cool stuff in Capture One, but I don't know if I could really use it with ease to get to the same level of proficiency in my work that I do with other tools. So I don't know. It's interesting, but I, I need to try and give it a fair shake and I need to really try and, uh, and put into it some time, at least like a, a run through of a tutorial or kind of see what's special about it, what, what works there better than other places. But it's been cool messing around with. And I don't know. I got a couple other ideas. 
some stuff that'll come up in the future. Some stuff I haven't even started working on yet. So why talk about it? And because of that, I think that'll wrap up this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. You can check out my work at BillyNewmanPhoto.com. You can see all of my photos. Well, you know, a lot. You can see a lot of the photos that I'd want to post, what we're talking about here today. You can check that out on Instagram. That's at Billy Newman. You can see a bunch of other stuff on Twitter and Facebook, too. You'll find me under the same name. So thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.